0: Hi, I'm J.D. Hansel I run a little website called MuppetHub.com and you're currently listening to its flagship podcast production, Muppet Fans Talking. This is an unofficial podcast about Jim Henson, the Muppets and more, which you can listen to in iTunes or most other prominent podcast services in our Muppet Hub podcasts feed. Now you may be wondering, why am I telling you all this? Well, For this special episode of Muppet Fans Talking, I've decided to make an introductory episode to our podcast, a Muppet Hub 101, you might say. This is for all the listeners who don't listen to our show very often, or maybe have never heard it before, and want a good place to jump in. Given our propensity for running gags on this podcast, I thought it would be helpful to make an episode specifically designed to get everyone up to speed on what we've been doing with our podcasts. This is that. Fortunately, however, I don't have to do it alone. Joining me today, as usual, is Jared Fairclough, the owner and operator of The Muppet Mindset. His website, as you may know, is one of the most prominent Muppet fan sites on the web. It's probably the most well-known, actually, with both Muppet fans and Muppet performers alike among its audience. In the phenomenal articles he writes for The Mindset, he brings all of his talents as a writer and all of his knowledge as a Muppet nerd together, to consistently keep the Muppet fan public informed and entertained. Unfortunately, he hates me, but on the upside, he has continually agreed to keep us up to date on the latest in Muppet news and to share some of his truly intelligent insights on the topics we discuss from episode to episode. We're happy to have him here for this episode, especially since this is part one of our year in review, A Look Back on the Muppetational Happenings of 2018. Of course, let's not forget my good friend and longtime partner in podcasting, Steve Swanson. Yes, that's right, THE Steve Swanson. Fans of the Muppet Cast, the original podcast dedicated to the work of Jim Henson and the Muppets, will be excited to hear that Steve is also one of the original co-hosts of Muppet Fans Talking. He was my co-host on previous Muppet Hub podcast productions such as Let's Talk Muppets and the Muppet News Flash podcast, not to mention our work together on the Muppet Madness Tournament for a few years, and he always brings all of the wisdom and wit that comes from hosting Muppet productions for over ten years. I can't wait to hear what he has to say about all the crazy Muppet news that came out in 2018, and I'm happy to say that the show just wouldn't be the same without him. Oh, I, I think I just got a message from him now. I wasn't expecting that. Let's hear what Steve has to say.
1: JD, hi, it's Steve. Steve Swanson. You know, I used to host the Muppet cast back in the day over at MuppetCast.com. Yeah, that that guy. longtime host and producer, beloved by Muppet fans everywhere. Okay, yeah, yeah you, you know who I am. Um... Hope things are good with you. Listen, I know you wanted to do this uh, Muppet Hub 101 podcast idea to kick off 2019. I know we wanted to record that today where we explain to people coming into this brand new, uh, you know, just what the show is, what it's about, all the fun stuff that goes on here and kind of acclimate people to the podcast and all. But, well, here's the thing. Look, I've done a lot of on-mic stuff with Muppet fans talking over the last year and stuff, and you've put a lot of great work into making Muppet Hub Podcasts a great standalone Muppet fan listening experience and everything. It's not like any other podcast out there. It's really creative, and there are great bits and characters and Muppet fan comedy sketches and everything. It's great. It's been a lot of fun being part of your show. But, well, look, I'm basically traveling for work all the time now. You know that. It's been hard to be around to try to help write and record as much as I used to, and I can't even be in my home studio on a reliable schedule anymore, so here's the thing. I think I'm just going to have to hang up the headphones and call it quits. You know, at least for now. Probably forever, but we'll see. In the meantime, I think you should definitely carry on with Muppet Hub and keep the Muppet Hub cast of characters and all that stuff going, and all the commercials. Oh, man, your commercials are hilarious. Keep those coming, too. All that stuff. I know you've got a handle on how to produce a really unique and fun Muppet fan podcast experience, so keep it all going. Just don't make it sound like I'm going to be a big part of the show when you record the 101 introduction episode. You know, just, just downplay my involvement. In fact, don't mention my name at all. To anyone anymore. Don't bring me up. Like, just leave me out of it i'd really rather not be associated with what what you do is amazing it's incredible it's funny it's unique but you know from now on when when you tell other people what the show's about just just don't lump me and my name into i mean just don't mention me that's what i'm trying to say just don't mention me i'm way way too busy and important to be part of the whole muppet hub podcast thing I doubt I'll ever be on microphone on this show. Maybe if you paid me, I'd consider it. We can talk about that, but it'll have to be a lot. I'll email you my business agent's phone number. Don't call me back. Call her. If you call me, I might pick up the phone. I probably won't, but maybe. And definitely don't play this voicemail at the beginning of the show. Especially if this is the Muppet Hub 101 introduction to MuppetHub.com episode. God, that'd be the worst thing you could possibly do. Anyway, gotta run. I'm getting on a plane right now. Take care. Don't call me. Have fun with the show, J.D. Goodbye.
0: (sighs) Uh, Cue the theme song. (laughs)
2: Welcome to Muppet Fans Talking.
0: Join us as Jim Henson fans from around the globe come together with commentary on the news and productions of the Jim Henson Company, Sesame Workshop, Muppet Studio, and beyond. Now, here's your host, or at least he's one of them, J.G. Hansel. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Muppet Fans Talking, the show where Muppet fans talk about what Muppet fans talk about when they talk about Muppets. I'm JD Hansel and
3: joining me is... Jared Fairclough of The Muppet Mindset. That's right, The Muppet Mindset, the smarter alternative to this show. That's mean.
0: Uh, I'll let it slide because I need to hear. Now, I've been trying to get another co-host to join us for this, but it seems that most of the people I've turned to before to be guest hosts for this sort of thing, they're not available. Uh, frogfan76 is still off the grid. Chris Harris is still not talking to me because, well, there are many good reasons for that. And of course, Arian Gallagher is still on that secret mission in Russia, so I think we're supposed to pretend she doesn't exist?
3: What? Shh! You're not supposed to tell anyone about that! Didn't you read the last part of the letter? Oh, you...
0: Yeah, I didn't see anything about that there. Who, who sent you your letter?
3: Mm, it was the CIA.
0: Oh, I got mine from the NSA. They never said anything. Alright, well just keep it quiet, alright? Deal, deal. Say. Why don't you give the disclaimer while I send a quick message to somebody. I think I know just the guy
3: to help us out here. Alright. Hi there, everybody. This is your warning that this podcast, unlike many other Muppet podcasts, isn't really made for kids. This is a show by adult Muppet fans, or at least one of us is, so that's who we're assuming is listening. In other words, I like to swear a lot. Uh, It's fun, you should try it. This has been Jared Fairclough, and I approve of this message.
0: Thank you, Jared. Uh, I've just reached out to Muppet fan artist C.W. Roder, who I know has some performing experience as a puppeteer and a bit of a voice actor, so I thought he would be a good fit. Uh, But when I invited him onto the podcast, he just replied with a gif of Sweetums running off into Madman Moonies to get his suitcase. Does that mean he
3: doesn't want to do the show? Hold on. Give him a second. Ah, there he is. Uh, Hello?
1: Oh my God! I'm on this podcast!
4: I, you know, you have no idea how long I wanted to be on this podcast. And then I thought about, it. <clears throat> I mean, hey, JD. Um, hi, uh, how you doing? I am doing really good, JD. How are you doing today? Uh,
0: you know, I, I was a little bit panicked about not having Steve here to join us for this, but thank you so much for stepping in last minute. I really do appreciate this. Are you are, are you okay with joining us for the uh, hour or two that it might take us to do this? I mean, I'm sorry to take up so much of your time last minute. I mean, if it's inconvenient, you can back out if you want to.
4: I mean, this is my favorite podcast. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else right now. Wow, thank
0: you so much. I just, wow, I've never been... <laughs> oh, stop
3: it, stop it. Sorry. <laughs> are you saying steve's gone uh um uh so i'm out oh okay hold on hold
0: on hold on i'm not saying he's gone gone like you know gone gone i'm just saying he's um uh, temporarily out of service like we're, we're gonna get him back on the show he's just i think he's experiencing a little bit of a midlife crisis uh he is super old Right, so we're going to try to get him back as soon as we can, but for now, I think the three of us can handle doing this year-in-review show on our own. All right. I think we can do this, and you know what? If you really can't stand me, Jared, it's okay, because now we have uh, uh rotor her here as a buffer and and uh, uh clayton will you you know uh, help out as needed appeasing jared's needs to have somebody else here to pick on me
4: um let's let's see picking uh picking on jd um i i can try you silly <laughs> he called you a silly <laughs> be f- okay. this'll be okay all fun. right good that okay that'll do it I'm all so right i think i called we're... you a silly i'll never do that again i'm so sorry Okay, it's it's okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right, we're, we've got this.
0: We're, okay, okay, team, pull it together. It's time to do the Muppet Hub Year in Review of 2018. Okay, so the first big news item that happened in 2018 was Jared. You you run the news website. What was the first news item that happened in in
3: 2018?
0: Um, uh, pass. Okay, all right, for 500 points, Clayton, what was the first news item to happen in 2018? Oh,
4: 2018, maybe it was, Hashtag Love Muppets?
0: Yes, Hashtag Love Muppets. How did you even know the name of that? That's amazing. 500, I'm going to give you bonus points. You get 600 points to start with. And yes, that was the photo shoot done by Rankin. That strange photo shoot where they dressed up in the clothes that were based on themselves. Like Kermit is wearing a green fuzzy furry outfit.
4: They did a whole video about it. I was about to say, I I remember it being really like, they were all wearing fur, which in the case of Muppets might be a little bit dark, but that's beside the point. Yeah,
0: it's a little bit like Kermit eating a burger, but you know what? It works here. And, you know, best of all, this was actually, the video that they shot for this was written by uh, Eric Jacobson, David Rudman, and uh, and Matt Vogel. So the Muppet performers themselves got to write this video, which of course led us to believe that The Muppet performers were going to have a lot more control over all of the productions that happened over 2018. I think, Jared, that was maybe your theory. So I'm wondering do you think that that played out about the way you expected? Do you think that 2018 was the year of the performers after all?
3: Not in the way that I was hoping it was going to be. I thought we might get more videos that maybe they had. That said, I think they got a lot of say over what happened at the live shows in London. Yeah, So, in that way, it was the year of the performers. I like the fact that Disney aren't afraid to show the world that they exist anymore. You look back at the Muppets Most Wanted panel with, I think you had Sam, Kermit, Tina Fey, Ricky Gervais, and Ty Burrell. And... And Piggy and Constantine. And Piggy and Constantine. They were hit like the puppeteers were hidden behind a desk and they didn't pop out for the entire hour the puppeteers you weren't allowed how you weren't allowed to yeah you weren't allowed to interview them they were basically made to not exist now disney has no problem putting on live shows where these guys are right in front so i'm hoping we just keep seeing things like that i'm hoping Uh, remember back when you know Jim Henson would be on The Tonight Show or something like that and he would just have Kermit sitting on his knee okay yes you know Matt Vogel is no Jim Henson like he hasn't got the name Jim Henson has so I don't know that he's ever going to get invited onto The Tonight Show as himself but I'd still like to see that sort of thing where you know it's literally just Matt Vogel with Kermit sitting on his lap instead. Hopefully that happens this year. I don't know. Like, there's a rumored streaming thing, but that's for this year we're talking about last year. I have no idea.
4: I just want to see
3: more performers.
4: I feel like they do still kind of have a smaller issue with showing the performers, because on the one hand, you do have stuff like the O2, where the, the performers are right there, but also to the kind of... I know that they're jumping the gun a little bit, but with the Jim Henson retrospectacle They did that – I think it was a press interview with uh, Brett McKenzie, Ernie, and Kermit. Right. And uh, they didn't – it wasn't like they let you see Peter and Matt go behind the table. They had these big banners up blocking the entire table. You didn't even really know it was there if you were there, I don't think. And then they reveal it and, oh, there's Ernie and Kermit and I don't even remember if they let – uh, Matt and Peter exit, they quickly put the banners back up and then they probably exit. So it's kind of a mixed bag. I feel like they are coming around to it, but they're still a little stubborn about it in some smaller ways.
0: Yeah, yeah, it does seem to be a mixed bag. But uh, on the upside for the Muppet Performers, it was nice to see the Sesame Street Muppet Performers uh, holding once again the Sesame Workshop, well workshop, the puppeteer workshop, uh, back in February. But, uh, since I wasn't there for that, Jared, you weren't there for that, were you? No. All right. So I think we can
3: move on past that.
4: Well, 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 wait, uh, uh, somebody, somebody here was.
3: Who? Was I there? Maybe I was there then. Anyway, we don't have to talk about it. Go on. Okay. Yeah. So I'd like to talk uh, about some of the, uh, 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 I, I was, I was actually there. This new guy interrupts a lot.
0: Yeah. Okay. So. You'd, you you got to make this one worth it. You just interrupted us, and that's, that does cost you that 100 bonus points that I just gave you. Oh, no. But you can make it worth it if you've got some cool stuff to say about the Sesame Workshop workshop. So please tell us what you can about the Sesame Workshop workshop hold, hosted by Sesame Workshop.
4: Uh, okay. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll try and do it. It's stupid, stupid, stupid. Um, so, yeah. Uh, back in February... Um, well, in January, rather, about January 18th, I believe the day was, I received an email saying that my audition had been accepted and that I was invited to attend the workshop, which was um, the week uh, of the 26th. It was the 26th through the 28th, were the specific days. Whenever I tell people about it, I just say, like, the absolute best week of my life. Uh, not only getting to meet so many other people who, do the things I do and are into the things I'm into, which I'm not used to where I am, but also getting to meet, like, Matt Vogel, Peter Lynn, Stephanie DeBruzzo, and Marty Robinson and get trained by all of them is... A wonderful experience.
0: So you were working alongside the Sesame Street puppeteers as they showed you... Basically, you already came into this as a good puppeteer, right? Everyone who auditioned and got in had shown off that they were good puppeteers, and then you got to work alongside them and take those skills to the next level? Was that it? Was it trying to refine your skills and get them up to speed with what they were doing on the show?
4: Yes and no. So... um I, I'm not going to say names because that would be unprofessional, but not everybody was necessarily the a top-tier puppeteer. I would even say I had some issues because I had made the mistake of getting used to a mirror monitor image as opposed to the reverse monitor image, which if, if you're familiar with how the Muppets work behind the scenes, then you understand what I mean by that. Um, and so there is a little bit of... Adaptation you have to do... Well, not adaptation. uh, Adjusting you have to do there. Um, For the the most part, though, it was... um, I had received some advice on my audition tape right before I did it uh, from a guy named Adam Krutinger. If you're familiar... If you follow puppetry on YouTube, then you know who he is. Um, I was talking to him about it, and he had informed me that... When he had done it in the past, something they had told him was that... What they're looking for when they do these workshops is not for you to put together this great show with your audition video. They're looking for you to simply walk out with a character, stay in character, and exit the frame in character. They want to see performers' potential. They're not interested in how great you are at editing or at adding music or anything like that.
0: Thank you for that, Clayton. Wow, that was very, very uh, informational, and we would not have known that much about the workshop uh any other way. Certainly not with Steve here. Frickin' Steve. Anyway, thank you very much. We're so glad that you're here. You're doing well, young one. You are coming along. I think you've got a lot of potential oh, here. So
4: thank you so much. You have yeah, no idea how much it means to hear that from your voice.
0: You know, keep it up and and you might make it all the way to part two of our year in review. Yes. What a kiss us. Yes. Jared, calm down. So, moving right along, I thought this would be a good time to talk about some of the museum exhibits and events that we had over 2018. The Muppets were killing it in museums this year. Obviously, they had a lot of the same usual stuff going on at the Center for Puppetry Arts in Atlanta, Georgia. But we also saw, oddly enough, at the Shelburne Museum in Vermont, uh, starting in February and going all the way through June 3rd, there was an exhibit called Puppets, World on a String, where they had a lot of classic Muppet characters there from different uh, Sesame Street productions. They actually had a little girl puppet uh, built by Jane Henson for Salmon Friends there, as well as Roosevelt Franklin uh, and even Featherstone, interestingly enough, from some of those early Muppet fairy tale productions, The Frog Prince and Hey Cinderella. Uh, Of course, after that, in May, on May 5th, The Center for Puppetry Arts hosted their Puppets for Puppetry event with Carol Spinney, or I should say honoring Carol Spinney, uh, which was hosted at the Jim Henson Company lot in California. Not a museum exhibit, but an event fundraising for the museum uh, at the Center for Puppetry Arts. And from all of the pictures and videos I have seen, it was a blast. It was amazing. It was just all of the most talented puppeteers that you would want uh, to be in the room together to pay tribute to Carol Spinney paying tribute to Carol Spinney. Uh, do either of you by any chance have any more information about this event? No.
4: There, there was a sketch they did that I'd read about where it was, um, I think it was kind of like a here is your life thing with Carol and seeing things like they made a puppet of Bozo the Clown and there was a puppet of a young Jim Henson and even a puppet of Debbie that they made and it was really cool to see those people in like anything Muppet form.
0: That sounds lovely, man. I, I wish I could have been there, but the tickets were very, very, very expensive, which is how they raised money for the Center for Puppetry Arts, except which, if you know this is...
3: Except if you're a, a, a Muppet fan uh, site runner in Australia who gets offered a free ticket 24 hours before the show, but unfortunately lives in another country and doesn't have a valid passport. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, I wonder who
0: organized this event. So after this, I should also point out, I mean, I I say after this, but it was actually uh, sort of around the same time, starting at the beginning of June, actually, the Traveling Jim Henson Exhibition uh, opened up at the Skirball Center in Los Angeles. It had been open in Seattle. I believe it's based on the permanent exhibit that they have going on at the Museum of uh, the Moving Image in New York. Great exhibit. I saw it there. And then I saw... Uh, the version that they have at the Skirball Center, or had until September 2nd at the Skirball Center in L.A. It was a delight. They had a bunch of events there, as usual. When I was there, I saw uh, Dave Goles and Karen Prell talking about Fraggle Rock. They were interviewed by John Tartaglia. Those were three amazing people to see talking on stage together. It was a lot of fun. I think I talked about the exhibit In a previous episode of this podcast, so for more on my experience there, and Steve was there too, so Steve has something to say about that as well, you can go ahead and listen to uh, those earlier episodes. Now, at this point... I feel like it would be a good idea, since I'm introducing you new listeners to the podcast, to point out that we are expecting you to know a little bit about The Muppets already coming into this. For some other Muppet podcasts out there, like The Muppet Cast, they try to make it very, very open to everybody. Which, you know, I like that. I don't want to exclude anyone. But, when we say names like Peter Linz, Matt Vogel, Dave Goles, these are some people who we kind of expect you to know a thing or two about, because we're all big fans of The Muppet Performers, We love their work, so we're going to talk about them a lot. We're going to make obscure references to things like Hey Cinderella, which you may not know about. So this is sort of an advanced-level Muppet podcast in a way. Like, I think it's still fun for everybody, and we try to explain what we can to keep as many people in the loop as possible. Uh, But by and large, if you want the Muppets 101 course, just the basic introductory course to everything you want to know about the Muppets... Uh, There's lots of great information about them on the Muppet Wiki, and of course, all of the episodes of the Muppet Cast podcast are still out there to get you up to speed. This is for people who are a bit more, well, basically just alarmingly nerdy. Like, if you know too—I think this is fair to say, right, guys? If you know too much about the Muppets, then this is probably a good podcast for you, don't you think?
4: All I can say is, grip is Iggy.
0: And that— Proves my point perfectly. That was spot... Okay, you get a bonus 200 points for that. All right. Now, another thing that you may want to know about this is that it's not always a very straight-laced show. Sometimes this podcast has stories, comedy sketches, uh, music running gags. We do a lot of different things in this show to keep it interesting. It started as being sort of like a review show, sort of like our previous podcast, Let's Talk Muppets, but with more commentary on news and things. So it really is just Muppet fans talking about stuff until different characters show up and listeners call in and everything goes haywire. And what better way to express everything going haywire, then with a message from our haywireist listener, uh, calling us all the way from, where does he live now? I think it's back in Alabama, Daryl Dudd. Let's hear what Daryl Dudd has to say about the year 2018.
5: Hi there, gang. This is Daryl Dudd again. I just wanted to wish you all a happy new year and congratulate you on your podcast success in 2018. I have enjoyed every minute of it, except for that episode where you didn't censor Jared's swearing. That was unpleasant, but the rest of it was good. Now it's a shame that Sesame Street has gotten 2019 off to a rough start with the introduction of their new homeless Muppet. Sesame Workshop, if you're listening, and I know you are, stop teaching our kids to be hobos. You already taught them to get divorced, to have AIDS, and to kill their uncles in Iraq. Sesame, I ask that you please stick to teaching children three things how to read, and how to count. Overall, though, 2018 was a good year for the Muppets. Between their live events and the return of productions like Below the Frame and Muppet Babies, I think it's still a good time to be a Muppet fan. Y'all take care. Bye-bye now.
0: All right, thank you very much for that, Daryl Dudd. That was um, interesting, as always. And so now we should talk about really the big main event, I think, as far as film events go in the Muppet World for 2018, the release of Muppet Guys Talking. Sorry, wait, are we sure that was 2018? It feels like that was ages ago. Oh, that's right. They released it in a film festival in 2017. We finally got to see it in 2018, the year when the fans got what they wanted. So it started with the trailer coming out March 2nd, and before we knew it, they were having an online premiere party on Facebook. And I think that's very interesting. The way that Frank and his marketing team went about this was so unconventional. They didn't want to go through a third party. They didn't want to deal with a DVD producer. No. They were giving it to you online. They were giving it to you directly. It was just straight to the fans' Didn't put it in theaters, not on Netflix. They wanted it straight to the fans at a pretty low price. You would just download the digital copy in whatever format you wanted. And they opened it up with like this big Q&A that they were doing on Facebook with all these guests. So it was live. Everybody uh, could join in. So it was really great. This was a great time to see Frank Oz interacting with the fans uh, in, in a way that he hadn't before. The premiere was fun. It was a really great documentary. Do you guys have anything you'd like to share about the documentary? I think we've talked
3: about it some before. Um, Well, speaking of, you know, Frank getting to interact with the fans, I got to interview the dude. Yes, you did. Shut up. So (laughs) uh, I think that
0: really talking about the documentary itself, that's not the point. I'm burying the lead here. The real point is come March 16th, the same day that it premiered, they released this interview on Good Morning America with Frank Oz, Dave Goals, Bill Beretta, Fran Brill. The four of them sitting there doing what seemed like a pretty normal interview, and to anyone who wasn't a big Muppet fan and didn't know Frank Oz's history with not really caring for talk about him doing voices or any questions about whether or not he'll do a certain voice for the interview, well, they may have been pretty frickin' surprised when, ladies and gentlemen, March 16th, 2018, as far as
5: I'm concerned, the world frickin'
0: ended. Let's hear the clip.
2: How did you come up with Animal's voice?
5: I don't know, we were talking about that last night about voices, and I I don't ever think of voices. I do characters, and the voices essentially just happen.
2: Can I hear Animal?
4: And I got that. <laughs> oh my God,
2: it's amazing.
4: Hi Cookie Monster, hi Grover. Uh, what's wrong? Oh, hello there, Mr. Roder. Uh,
3: Cookie and I are just feeling a little bit sad. Uh, Why is that? Oh, well, it is just that Frank Oz always said that we were special. He said that he would never do our voices as a party trick. We were supposed to be pure. But now Frank is doing voices for each of you. Oh, what is to keep him from doing my voice or Cookie Monster's voice? What if we become party tricks? Me feel so
0: abandoned. Maybe Frank never loved us after all. Well, this worse than the way me treated by Linda for all those years.
4: Whoa, 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 whoa. How did Linda treat you?
0: You know, the day me met her, me must have said something to offend her because she never talked to me. Not one word. Like, how did me upset her so much for all those years?
4: What did me do? Okay, guys, I I think you're a little more worried about this than you need to be. Frank only did that once, and it wasn't because he doesn't love you. It's because he wanted everyone to see the movie. He wanted everyone to share the love that he has for you. And Muppet Guys Talking is helping people do that. So... so Mr. Oz still cares about our character, Purity? Of course he does! But hey, let's face it, he only did Animal. I mean, Animal's a pretty one-dimensional character, so there wasn't too much character to make him pure. He's just food, sleep, drums, and pain. And um, um, Mr. Roger? you left out sex. Well, I'm Protestant. So, no more party tricks from Frank Oz? Nope, just political commentary on Twitter. Oh, good. I cannot wait to hear what Frank Oz has to say about Donald Trump. Me too, Grover. Me too. And
0: with that, we'll be right back after this commercial break from our friends Thomas and Ethan.
2: Hello, I'm Thomas. Hello, I'm Ethan. And we're Thomas and Ethan of Thomas and Ethan's Voices of British Persons. We're a couple of impressionists from England with one mission, providing great British voices. That's our business. If you need a voice that sounds like a British person, we can provide that voice. We can sound like lots of different British people. Don't believe us? Here's John Cleese. Hi, I'm John Cleese. They can sound like lots of different British people. Just kidding, that wasn't John Cleese, it was Ethan. Yes, it was, but don't take our word for it. Here's Elton John. Hi, I'm Elton John. That wasn't John Cleese, it was Ethan. Elton John is another one of the voices we like to do. He's pretty groovy. Is he groovy? Let's confirm that. Here's Julie Andrews. Hi, I'm Julie Andrews. He's pretty groovy. Some of our other voices include Michael Caine. Hi, I'm Michael Caine. Sir Patrick Stewart. Hi, I'm Sir Patrick Stewart. The Rolling Stones. Hi, I'm the Rolling Stones. I am Hersey Ali. Wait a minute, Ethan. Are you sure she's British? No, that's right, she's famously from Somalia. And I think the Netherlands is where she lives now. That's a little different. Yes, it is, here's Edgar Wright. Hi, I'm Edgar Wright, that's a little different. Yes, it is, here's the end of the commercial. Hi, I'm Ethan. And I'm Thomas. And we're Thomas and Ethan's Voices of British Persons. Visit our website at www.gov.uk. Hi, I'm Emma Watson. Now we're done with that bit now, Ethan. Oh. And we're back,
0: and we've got a little bit more news to cover from 2018 before we say goodbye until part two uh, the next thing on my list is the Muppets appearing on Hilarity for Charity, the Seth Rogen Netflix thing, which I forgot to watch. Did anyone watch this, and was it funny? I watched it. It was fine. That's about what I expected. Um, it, who, who It all needed was in it? to be funnier. So, so what you're saying is, had it been a little bit funnier... They could have raised more money and saved more lives, but because the writing was a little bit subpar, the Muppets just let a child die. Is that what you're saying?
3: I will not say anything else until I have a lawyer present. Okay. It needed to be funnier. It had Chelsea Peretti, who's hilarious. It had Kamal Nanjiani, who's hilarious. It had Seth Rogen, who's hilarious. It had the Muppets, who are hilarious. But it just didn't mesh properly. And then, for some reason, all these characters came out at the end and sang um, Magic Store from the end of the Muppet movie. But it didn't quite work. And then you've got, you know, Chelsea and Kumail and Seth singing it. Neither of who can really sing. It just felt a bit awkward. And then, for some reason, Kermit came out to sing Rainbow Connection. I don't know why, because apparently, yes, it's in Rainbow Connection. Every time he's on a screen at the moment, I just—it was fine. So wait—is that the start? Is that the start of them
0: saying we don't know how to end this? We don't know what to do with Kermit here, but Kermit's got to be there doing something. Let's have Matt Vogel sing Rainbow Connection again. Let's uh, let's take Matt Vogel, the guy who's relatively new to Kermit and who we don't want to be compared to Jim Henson too harshly, because he doesn't have to sound the same as Jim Henson. He really doesn't. He's the new Kermit. He can do his own thing. Let's give him Jim Henson's signature song, so everyone's comparing him to Jim Henson every time they see him, and so he doesn't get the chance to interact with enough other characters on screen, and therefore can't develop the character dynamics as well as we need him to. Oi! this just keeps happening over and over again. It's like all... It's not a rainbow connection. It's a rainbow loop. Kermit is stuck in a rainbow loop. We have to get him out, people.
3: I don't know what to do. Sorry, was that the first one, Jared? Was that the first time that happened? Are you okay? Do you, do you want to sit down? Maybe go have some water? or you
0: know, I, I've got my tap water here with me. Um, I, I think I'm going to be okay. I think I'm going to be all right. As long as we see Matt Vogel's Kermit doing something else. Because I've completely forgotten what he sounds like doing anything other than Rainbow Connection. And it's... I know it's not his fault, but just... Uh, I don't know who to blame. It's just... Okay, let's... Let's focus our energy on something really cool the Muppets did that was more than them just showing up and singing the Rainbow Connection for no reason. 2018 saw, and I still can't believe this happened, this sounds amazing, the Jim Henson Retro Spectacle, This enormous ongoing event throughout the spring of 2018 in New Zealand, for some reason, because Brett McKenzie. And this had the first time that we ever saw Ernie and Kermit really having a conversation, as far as I know. I can't think of any other time when they've talked to each other. And there they were appearing together live. This, plus plenty of great compilation screenings. Of course, they showed the Muppet movie. I mean, they they brought out Dark Crystal. They did a live event with Dave Goles and Karen Brow. It was like everything they brought out all the works uh jared what do you know about this that i don't because i basically just said everything that i knew about it and a little bit more than that uh in all of your research for running the muppet mindset what do you know jared
3: look you basically said everything that i already knew about it uh, i've seen a little bit of video video that can't be released that a friend of mine took he was at uh both performances and had like front row seats for one of them but he showed me a little bit of video that you snuck in of uh, the Jim Henson Retrospectacle live concert and it was very similar to if you remember way way back in what was it 2010 2011 when the uh, Muppets 12. did that 2012 when the Muppets did the Radio City Music Hall oh no Carnegie Hall sorry Carnegie Hall it was Carnegie, Carnegie Hall. Hall uh concert it was very similar to that in that you had you had Fraggles you had Sesame Street characters and you had muppets all mixed together and actually uh interacting again which you know has only happened a very small handful of times now i should point out at at
0: the carnegie hall show they separated the characters by show so that you would have one moment when the Fraggles came and talked with other Fraggle characters and interacted with host John Tartaglia. Then the Fraggles would go away and the Sesame Street characters would come and they'd have their bit. Then the Sesame Street characters would go away and then finally the Muppets come in at the end. And then the only real interaction between uh, characters from different productions who we wouldn't normally see together is, I think, the live cast members from Sesame Street, like Bob and and, uh, Gordon and the gang, did come on for Rainbow Connection while the Muppets were up, but are you saying that for the retrospectacle, there was more interaction
3: with characters from different productions talking to each other? Look, I haven't seen the video since maybe early May. <laughs> okay. I want, to okay. Say, I, no, I want to say, though, that there was a running thing with Grover, so I think Grover would occasionally come out and he might have interacted with some of these characters. I can't remember exactly, but Think, But I, I do remember seeing something at the end where they all sort of came together. Even if it was just for one song at the end. I can't quite remember.
0: Uh, I'm looking... Okay, here we go. Wait a second. I'm, I'm looking at the Wikipedia, or the Muppet Wiki, I should say, page now. Um, and I see for Rainbow Connection at the end, it does look like they had uh, Brett McKenzie, Kermit, Walter Miss Piggy, Fozzie, Sam Eagle, New Zealand... Um, and then for something after that that I cannot pronounce, they snuck in... It, it, it looks like it was just Brett, Kermit, Big Bird, Rosita, and Red Fraggle. Huh.
4: Weird mix.
0: Interesting. I, don't, I, I feel like there's something there that, that I don't... That I'm not getting. I to
3: say, I remember seeing a picture or a video of some, at some point of characters who you wouldn't think should be together together. So that might have been it. Huh. Now
0: it does look like and this is the part that's interesting to me, the orchestra played the Dark Crystal suite at one point uh between the Fraggle Rock theme and the Muppet Show theme, which is such a strange tonal shift. Like everyone clapping along to the Fraggle Rock theme then pause while the orchestra plays this classical music and then back to bum 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 like that's interesting. But it looks cool, and I wish I was there. That's all I can say. I wish I was there. But that's the Jim Henson retrospectacle. Now let's talk about the J.D. Hansel retrospectacle. Yes, that's right. For you, new listeners, we thought you might want to hear some of the best moments from this podcast. And so I would like to share my favorite moment with you. I remember when I was interviewed by—or rather, no, I did an interview with Frog Fan 76 I've had him on the podcast a couple of times— But man, back in the day when it was the two of us talking for the first time, that was such a weird, crazy experience, and it was too much fun. Let me play just a little clip from that uh, for you guys right now, and then we'll hear some favorite moments from my co-hosts.
3: JT, I'm going to need you to talk very quietly. My dad has fallen asleep in the next room, and I do not want to disturb him.
0: All right, then. Are you going to talk quietly as well?
3: Well, I have a very soothing voice, so I don't need to worry so much, JT. But on, on Friday nights, my dad likes to watch Connie Stevens, and he usually passes out about 9 p.m., so you have to be careful here.
0: My apologies to you, then, for what you must be enduring when he, uh, when he has Connie Stevens on. I'm sorry it's, about
3: that. It's the worst, JT. She nearly ruined the Muppets. And I- right now... He was watching something, it was like Rockabye Baby with Connie Stevens or some horrible thing, and I'd I'd actually rather not talk about it.
0: Okay, um, Jared, what have you got? Nope. You sure? Yep. Can you think of anything I've done that you like? Nope.
4: Alright, Rotor? So there was this one time where you did these one or two podcasts where it was all about you, and we just learned everything about you, all your favorite music, and all your favorite movies, and all your favorite favorite things, and it was one of the greatest highlights of my life. Just saying. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah, that was fun.
3: I miss Steve.
0: Sometimes, even when we're trying to do a year-in-review show, here at Muppet Hub, we feel the need to address some of the current events. And before it gets too late and we forget what's happened here in January of 2019, I feel like we should talk about uh, the incident with Grover. How uh, Grover sort of accidentally became, I don't want to say a meme, but, uh, well... You've probably seen this if you've spent any time in Muppet fan circles, but there's a little clip from a recent episode of Sesame Street that aired on HBO in, uh, when do you think that aired on HBO, roughly?
4: I would say probably, like, November, December is when, um, this episode came out, most likely.
0: Okay, so in the episode, Grover is in conversation with someone, and what he says is, that sounds like a great idea. Well, the internet misheard that. They misheard him saying something very dirty. And I just, just so we're all clear, I want to go ahead, now that you have the real line in your head, that sounds like a great idea. I just want to go ahead and play the clip from the show for you so you can hear what it sounds like and you can hear that Grover is clearly saying, that sounds like a great idea. So let me just play that uh, right now. Move it to
4: follow you. Move the camera. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, that sounds like an excellent idea. All right.
0: Now, let's listen to that just one more time and really try to see if we can hear something dirty here. Let's see if we can hear uh, what all those crazy people on the internet are hearing. Let's play it one more time.
3: No, Rosita, I do not want to use the f***ing camera, you bitch. Where the fuck did your wings go, by the way? What the fuck are you supposed to be? A bat? A monster? Pick a goddamn species! You're the worst! I'm going to my trailer! Send in the Whores! see i don't hear anything different no say it sounds the same to me
0: yeah i don't i don't know see, i just people are just hear. getting their
4: minds in the gutter it's just you know it's, yeah it's
0: well. i mean it's 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 about the breakdown of the nuclear family that's what's poisoning people's minds i think so that they're hearing things that just that, that just aren't there so let's not spend any more time thinking about that as we start to wrap up the, uh, the, the news for the first half of 2018, let's talk about a little bit of Muppet fansite news. Tough Pigs and the Muppet Mindset launched in, well, May, Muppetational May. Jared, would you like to tell us a little bit about Muppetational May?
3: Well, Muppetational May was a thing that Tough Pigs and we created ourselves with no outside help. Uh, you sure about that? Yes, I am definitely sure that no one else had anything to do with it. Because well,
4: you're you're right, but you're not right. Great, I'll take it. Anyway, moving on. So so here uh, but but well, okay, so here's the thing. Uh back around mid-April maybe, um I came up with this this little challenge that I thought I would do for myself and it was it ultimately became on May. And, uh, I thought maybe I would get one or two friends to kind of go along with it. And so, um, I think I had messaged, uh, Rachel Herrick, uh, someone else, and then Joe Hennis. Um, just kind of saying, hey, uh, this is a little something I'm doing, uh, for May, just a little goofy Muppet fan thing. Um, maybe, maybe if you want to do it, you can do it too, but I think I might just be doing this myself. And then Joe really liked the idea and then next thing I know, he's saying, Hey, can we make this an official thing on tough pigs? And I'm flabbergasted at the idea. And I just say, sure, please, by all means. And then it's, it's funny. Cause like, it's just this little dumb challenge I made up for myself. And then the next thing I know, here comes the first of May and like, The Center for Puppetry Arts is posting a thing about the challenge. And Brian J. Jones is posting a thing about the challenge. And it was just... It freaked me out. It was so... It was so cool to see this one little doofy thing I came up with become this big, huge thing in Muppet fandom.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I saw it everywhere. If I hadn't been way too busy, I would have done it myself. I was really trying, but I just, I'm not good at online challenges. I'm really not. But it looked like it was a ton of fun. It was, uh, frankly, I I thought it was a great event. Uh, So, Clayton, thank you very much for single-handedly bringing us Muppetational May.
3: So, wait, you're saying... Anytime, JD. So, you're saying that you created Muppetational May and I had absolutely nothing to do with it? To my knowledge, yes. All right. I agree to disagree.
0: Okay. Now, I think it's about time we wrap this up. And it just so happens that the last news story we have for the first half of 2018 is the American Idol finale, their wrap-up, in which Kermit closed out the show, singing, what else, The Rainbow Connection. So, in order to keep this from going sour, and in order to keep myself from ranting again about how... Nope, not gonna do it. I think we're gonna turn this into a fun thing, and we're gonna close this out by all doing our Kermit voices singing the Rainbow Connection together. Ready? One, two, three. Why, Why are there so, so
2: many, many songs, songs about rainbows, rainbows? And what's on the one other, one other one side? what the heck was that?
3: Sorry. Did
0: uh, hold up. Yeah. Pause. 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 Yeah? Did I just hear, did I just hear fricking Caribbean
3: amphibian in there? I won't say anything else without a lawyer present.
0: And with that, we bring you to the end of Muppet Fans Talking, episode 14. Thank you so much for joining us. Stay tuned for part two. As always, thank you, Jared, for joining us all the way from the Muppet
3: Mindset for this um, fun podcast recording, I'll say. Uh, uh, Jared, where can people find you online? They can find me at MuppetMindset.com. Twitter is that Muppet mindset. Facebook
4: Muppet mindset. YouTube Muppet mindset. We're gonna pop up.
0: All right, and CW Rotor, where can people find you
4: on the web? You can find me at the Art of CW Roder on Instagram. That's where I post a lot of my artwork, which very largely includes uh, Muppet fan art. Um, also on Twitter at CW Rotor, That's at C W R O E D E R E R. I don't know why there's an extra ER. Germans are weird, and I just have to say, JD, this has been one of the biggest dreams come true. You having me on your show. Thank you so much. Very good, sir.
0: Oh, it, really—it's—it's it's been my pleasure. You are always welcome, Jared. I'm not even sure we need Steve. I think we're all good here. I think, I think we've got. Jared, do you want me to try to find Steve for the future?
3: Yes, please. I miss Steve. Okay.
0: Okay. All right. It's okay. It's all right. They're there.
3: I'm talking there, about there. Steve the... Anyway, bye. Oh no, oh no! 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 No!
1: No!
0: <laughs> and that's it. That's the end. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. I'm impressed. How do you? How do you get into character? What do you think about to get to the point where you can just cry like that?
5: I just think
3: about how attractive I am and no one else will be able to stay <laughs> <this attractive.
4: laughs> Hi Cookie Monster, hi Grover, uh, what's wrong? What's wrong is Jared doesn't have his script open, and <laughs>
3: something else just opened. Oh, hello <clears throat> there, Mr. Rotter! Oh, no, you you, you shut your <laughs> whole man. <me up. laughs> I don't know which one of you two that was, but one of you's going to get
5: punched. That makes it
0: better. <laughs> How did me upset her so much for all those years? What
2: did me do?
4: <laughs> I just now put together who Linda is. I just wanted to say, <laughs> okay. <clears throat> That's a doc joke. It's a
0: horrible joke. I'll cut it if I have to. But no, Jonathan, keep it, keep it's it. so funny. <laughs> like it never clicked for Cookie Monster. I thought of that sometime around the Christmas show, and was like, "Oh, I'm using it in something."
4: Hello, I'm Thomas.
0: No, don't you take them? Don't
2: the, no, 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 no. I'm Matt no.
4: Vogeling. This entire podcast. Next thing you know. <laughs> <laughs>